Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode five with Stuart Donald. You've been on it five times now. We should have brought you a plaque. Blimey, yeah, five. Should we yeah. get you a McGangbang little trophy? Yeah, 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 we can work on that. Yeah, yeah, well, we're going to get a McGangbang today, but Stuart has pied me off. Um, Very sorry. So, yeah, what was it? you got to see Jack. Got to see Jack, yeah, yeah, so hopefully you'll forgive me for that. Yeah, but we're going to do it tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> cool. Um, so we've got so much to talk about, so I ain't going to bore everyone with shit banter. I'm just going to jump straight into it, so... um. We'll start season so far. Uh, played at the weekend against Southend. Big three points. What did you make of the game? Um, yeah, I, th- I thought um, you know it was a, it was another decent performance. First half um, was a little bit bitty. Um, second half, once Chris has got the second goal, I, I I relaxed and enjoyed the game, which doesn't happen very often. Scunthorpe was the same, I think, at home when we were we were three nil up. Um, you know, because when you when you got the one goal, you, you know it's it's tense, and I don't um, uh, I don't think my heart rate probably gets down below about 150. So, um, but once that went in, I felt we were pretty safe. Um, so um, no, it was enjoyable for me. Yeah, it was um, it was good, and um, it cements us really well into the top three, which is which is important. Do you like the the King Maguire as he's being dubbed now? Um, well, you know, um, uh, if if you know the fans will will hopefully uh, get names for most of the players and uh, you know get a rapport with them, and and Chris seems to have gone to their hearts. So I, I I thought he would thrive um, in the environment. Um, you know, he, he he responds well, I think, in in the big games, and um, yeah, I think you know, um, you know, a few people have mentioned you know free free signing etc., but. Um, he, he's been a good signing for us so far. So Touchwood, he, he'll um, he'll keep building on that. We've only lost one game this season, unbeaten yes. at home. In terms of your expectations, I mean, I know you've touched this already, but I mean, is that in line or we're doing better no, than what you thought? I, I, we're doing better than what I thought we would do. Um, you don't really know. Um, you expect coming down, the team's probably got a little bit more quality than than the league naturally. Um, but because there was such a big turnover and you know, sort of a dozen new signings or whatever it was. You, you don't know how they're all going to gel. It's a new manager. There was lots to do. I think, I, I, if I'm honest, I was hoping that at this stage we'd probably be, you know, on the edge of the playoffs in touch. And then, um, you know, second uh, transfer window, which I'm sure we'll come on to in January, would have, would have given us a chance to kick on. Um, uh, and I thought that's where we would be. Um, and I think it's it's easy to say you, you can't win really because... 
you know, everyone's expecting us to do well. They'll knock us if we don't. Um, and we won't get the praise we deserve. You know, it'll all be down to the size of the club and the expectation. But I think from what Jack came into to how at this stage it looks like we've we've managed to stem that and go in the other direction, I, I think we're definitely above my expectations. And, um, uh, you know, well, I think, you know, the whole team would say that. They've, they've said, you know, we want to win the league. We do want to win the league. But there are half a dozen other teams that realistically... Can can look at that. Who've had a far more settled environment in which to start their season. So for us to be, you know, uh, a game in hand away from being top, I, I think it's a fantastic start for us. Are you enjoying the style of play? I mean, if it's for me, I don't feel like we're we're out of second gear yet. I still can see. I've seen every game. We seem to have half an hour where we're brilliant. We haven't put that together in a ninety-minute performance yet. So when that happens, somebody's going to get beat six, seven nil. In yeah. My opinion. I like the players. That we got some exciting players. I mean, you know, we touched on Chris. Chris is an exciting player. Um, you know, Lyndon um, is exciting. Josh is exciting to to watch. The two centre backs, you know, seem to be forming a partnership, brilliant, and it's it? yeah, it, it's nice to watch them. You know, I, cl- I was, clatter the old player, and it was it's brilliant watching Flanagan and Baldwin together because the they're very similar, but they complement each other so well. They're yeah. both it, at the minute. It feels like they're not losing the aerial battles. No. Very good last ditch tackling. Yeah, decent passes of the ball as well. Yeah, they're perfect um, defenders. They're uh, they're they're fantastic base for the team, along with the goalie as well. So you know, it makes us strong down the middle. Um, and um, you know, the, the the midfield has done well, especially to be fair, Lee Catamol. He, he he's done ever so well. Um, so. With him and the two centre backs, um, the goalkeeper, you know, you've you've got a real core down the team. So, no, we haven't put a, probably a fluid ninety minutes together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Very rarely, actually, do you, does that ever happen. Normally, in every game, um, you know, both teams have a spell, so you don't always get. Um, and and it's very very rare do you get you know a team dominate an entire ninety minutes. But we have exciting spells in matches and. Even when it's not an exciting spell, you know that we could possibly just be two minutes away from an exciting spell. And, um, you know, um, there, there are some great things to watch. You know, different people like different things about the game. You know, the, the crunching tackles, you know, Gucci when he goes on his runs. That, that There's plenty of things to enjoy about our football, even if it's not quite, you know, Barcelona-esque at times. We've got a tough run coming up well Plymouth this weekend which will be difficult because of geography then yeah. cup game but then we'll, we'll go against Portsmouth coming up and a few other promotion rivals so do you think that's going to yeah. tell we're, what we're going to be um, yeah I, th- I think we've got Accrington haven't we in Barnsley um, oh, yeah we, we, we got it's funny having Accrington as a promotion yeah. rival yeah well <laughs> um, yeah, they've started ever so well but um, yeah I mean you know we've had some tough tests already Um you know, although Bradford are down the bottom of the league, Bradford's never an easy place to go. You know, we've had three away games on the bounce and won them all. In any league, that that's a fantastic achievement to win three away games on the bounce. Um, and I, I think it was the Peter game that was before that or or whatever it was. And I thought, oh, you know, where, where we dropped a couple of points because they're sending off. And I thought, oh, you know, and we now, now because the, the other game's going to be called off, we've got three away games, that's going to be tough. But we've we picked up nine points in those away games, and that's put us right in there. So, uh, I think we're already looking like we're going to be at the right end of the table. Touchwood, um, obviously, you know January will be important. Um, keeping the players fit is going to be important. But I think um, 
we've played some of the teams that are at the top um, and we've, we've done all right. I don't think we've got to fear anybody. We've just got to make sure we turn up every week. Uh, we've had a reader ask about incentives. So is there any sort of bonuses in players' contract if we do get promoted? Uh, yes. Yeah. Is that yeah. sizable? Uh, Worth playing for? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 within, it's within what's reasonable for for Sunderland Football Club in, in, in League One. It's, it's, a, it's a good League One bonus but it's not it's it's now in keeping with the teams at the top I think you know we, we tried to find out what Blackburn and Wiggins etc had as a bonus structure um, and, and clubs like that who'd, who'd achieved and Sheffield United and, and we think we found out roughly what they were doing um, and we've done something similar so um, it, it, it's fair um, uh, it's not ridiculous we haven't got a huge bonus structure because it's Sunderland which is exactly how it should be um, but it's a fair award for um, what hopefully will happen. I want to talk now a bit about Jack Ross. Um, we've not actually talked about Jack Ross in length, yeah. I don't think, on this podcast, no. but he seems to be doing a good job. How happy are you with the way he's changed You know, the on, on the pitch and off the pitch so far? Oh, I'm delighted with Jack. Um, I, I was pretty sure that I would be having spoken to him, obviously, before um, we appointed him. He He struck me as having all the right attributes that, that Sunderland needed um, and I think you know in some ways if I look at myself I'd, I'd say that I'm the right person for Sunderland at, at, at the right time I think Jack is just the right person I just think he's going to be a, a very good football manager which is why we chose him for, for this football club um, he, he's, I think he's tactically very aware he's a good man manager he's, he's, he's hard working he's diligent um, he's fair. He, he's thoughtful. He's um, very bright, um, and I think he's got all the attributes that you need to be a really good, successful modern-day manager. And I'm, um, yeah. I mean, as with all those things, I'm sure. Even when Alex Ferguson was winning the leagues at Man United, there are fans that would make different decisions to him and play Beckham instead of Ronaldo or whatever it would have been. And I'm sure that that will happen with Jack. People will we'll have say, Ronaldo, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, why is he <laughs> played so and so there? Or, You're have to yeah, that one. <laughs> um, but I'm sure, I'm sure that that fans will question his substitutions at times or, or whatever it is. But I think overall, um, he, he he is potentially. Um, a very very good manager and I think he's he's done exceptionally well for us um, and he's had a lot to deal with uh, former Shrewsbury boss Paul Hurst sacked last week by Ipswich and I have a yeah. feeling that he could have been here and Jack Ross maybe could have been there how how different do you think it would have been if Hurst had ended up at Sunderland uh, I don't know um, was that a likely to happen um, well Paul Hurst w- w- would would have been on our list um, if Jack had gone to, to Ipswich and I don't think it's probably not much of a secret that, that Ipswich were quite keen on Jack um, to put it mildly I think um, and we did well to persuade Jack I, I think in honesty that that we were although a league below um, that the the natural choice for him um, so I don't don't really look at it beyond that because you, you can always sit there and say well if what and, and yeah. maybe um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, it's, it's a shame when someone loses loses a job, but I think um, you know I, I don't I don't really know much about Ipswich other than you know what w- what you hear on the grapevine, which is you know Mick McCarthy did do a good job there under more difficult circumstances, and sometimes 
as is the way in football, um, you don't know how well someone's doing till they're not there anymore. And, and perhaps, you know, uh, Mick, Mick was a bit unlucky. Um, and Paul Hurst has gone in off, off a fantastic year at Shrewsbury. Um, and he might have needed more time, who knows, or, or he, he might have underestimated the job, or it, it might just not quite fallen right for him. Um, I, d I don't know, but um, you know, he, he'll find another job. I know him from from what, what he did at Grimsby, and he's he's you know he, he's a, he's a good bit like Jack. You know, he's a good young manager. But you know, um, once I'd spoken to Jack, it was only ever Jack really because he was that impressive for me. And um, that's why even when other clubs were showing interest in, 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 in Jack and it had to all be done very quickly, I just very much tried to sell him sell him Sunderland. He's obviously got ambitions to manage in the Premier League. I think he's even talked about potentially managing Scotland in the future. Mm -hmm. How confident are you that Sunderland can meet his ambitions and that he can stay here for years to come? Do you see him as your manager for the next... You know, well, we, we, we want Jack to manage in the Premier League. Because we want him to manage us, don't we? Yeah. Um, so we want we want to fulfil his ambitions um, with us, um, and that is entirely possible. There are not many clubs that you're going to leave Sunderland for, I don't think. Um, and Jack, although it's it's new, I think he likes his working environment. I th I, th I think um, he he loves he loves the football club. He likes the area. You know, he, he's committed to come here. Who who knows what the future will be? But at the end of the day, we are how many games into the season? Fifteen. Fifteen. So he's managed us for fifteen games. So, you know, um, quite where we'll be after a hundred games, I don't know. But you know, he's made a fantastic start. But you know, it, it it's where we are at the end of the season. Um, you know, and um, we we hope and think Jack is the man for Sunderland for the next. However long, you know, we, we can keep him here if he if he keeps performing. But, you know, um, it, it's early days yet to to worry about what's going to happen with Jack Ross. I think in turn, he's, I think he's signed a two year deal. He's got a two year deal, but I believe he's got a year's extension if we get promoted. Right. So, yeah. plans to extend them probably not in the pipeline. I didn't know if it was a two year with the third. It's, uh, it's a two, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he automatically gets a year if he's successful. I'm not sure if he's really successful. He gets another year as well. I, I can't quite remember, but I know it was you know because we're going to look beyond that. I'm sure he's got a two year deal um, with it with a, with a year's extension. Um, should we go up? No worries that another team might sniff at him. I don't know Celtic who might well, sack Brendan Rodgers. Um, you, <laughs> you can't control what any what yeah. happens at any other club. And at the end of the day, we really we want Jack to be high profile because if he's high profile, it means Sunderland are doing well. It's then our job to um, show him that we're the football club to be at. And I would have thought for nine out of ten clubs, that's going to be the case. No, if, if if Man United sack Jose Mourinho and we're we're top in the championship and they go we want Jack Ross that that's going to be tough to persuade <laughs> him that you know we're, we're a better option than Man United but you know all we can do um, is sell what we've got and give Jack the best working environment we can um, and he, and he's a good honest guy and he'll give us a hundred percent and I think he'll stay as long as as long as we need him to hopefully I want to talk a little bit now about. The summer signings, um, most of them have had an impact, positive impact. Yeah. Um, you know whether that be uh, 
Chris Maguire scoring yeah. an absolute thunderbolt at the weekend. But Not too bad business, Connor. Yeah, them, eh? I'd say hey? it's a, a decent signing. Yeah. yeah, deserve a pat on the back. Who, who yeah. deserves the credit <clears throat> for Chris Maguire signing? Um, well, I think um, getting him in on the basis on which we've got him in, Richard and Tony Cotton deserve the credit because they've they've organised the, the you know the deal. But I mean, Chris himself deserves a, a, a lot of credit because he was straight on the phone. Um, you know, Charlie and I knew of him, um, and we mentioned him straight away to Jack. And Jack was Jack, Jack was yes, he he knew of him um, because he'd obviously played in Scotland. So I think um, it was just one of those things where, to be fair, Chris had called us. I'd already mentioned Chris to Jack, um, and it just came together in a very quick couple of days um, where Chris has shown an interest. I'd mentioned it to Jack. Jack had said yes, I know him. Let me just check a couple of things which he did. And then we threw it over to, to Richard and Tony and said, Let, let's try and get a sensible deal. And to be fair, Chris was was very reasonable um, and um, just wanted to come. And we knew what type of character he was. And um, as I said to you, I think in the first podcast, he, he'll he'll thrive at Sunderland. Um, if you get Chris at the top of his game, he, he, he's a fantastic player. Um, and different things make different players tick. And I don't know, you'd have to talk to, to Jack about his squad, but the judgment you'd make as a fan, which was the judgment that, that we made, because obviously they're, they're the qualified guys, was that Chris Maguire likes big games. He's um, he's quite confrontational. Um, you know, um, he, he's, he's a... A wind-up merchant. A wind, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, all the, all the players get wound up by the opposition oh, fans, so he, he, if he gives a bit back... Um, you know, as long as it's done in the right way, um, fair enough. And of course, the fans love that. But he's given 100% for the football club and that was the first prerequisite. And, and what we've got to try and do is sign good players that are good characters and good people because um, you need all of that. There's no point having a good player who's who's not the right type of character and there's no point having a good character who's not a good player. And, and you know, our view of it was, um, as fans if you like, if it was Charlie and I, that we would recommend Chris having watched him because we knew he was sort of a big game player. And we thought, you know, one of the issues with Sunderland is, especially with potentially how we'd heard the fan base could be at games, if it's not going well, you need people that puff their shoulders out and if they make a misplaced pass, it doesn't phase them. And to be fair, in the first game, Chris gives a penalty away and, and basically throws in a man on match performance because he's a strong enough character to do that. And that's what this football club needs. So, um, uh, yeah, I think um, I think it was, a if I say it was a team effort and that sums the football club up. It's interesting that you bring up the fans there and, and the environment. This year at the stadium, my life has been alien compared to the last right. three or four and that I suppose is a testament to what you've done but I think also Sunderland fans just need that fresh change and I think players like Chris Maguire just represent what we haven't had for right. for years well I mean you, you look you look at the stats I mean the, the, the Sunderland support bear in mind what the fans have been through is, is unbelievable I don't think there's many places in the world that would have had the the last few years that Sunderland fans have had yet to be fair before a ball was even kicked, um, they were ready to give us a chance. They'd back the, the 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 club by buying the season tickets. They'd come in, first game, let a goal in. Oh my God! You know, give a <laughs> give a penalty away. They could so easily have gone, and they didn't. Um, and and they've gone with us, 
and um, you know they've 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 shown some faith, uh, and and they've shown a, a commitment, um, which I think they probably were always going to show because you want to believe that your team is going to to try for you, and once they've seen that, they've they've responded. So you would you could forgive Sunderland fans. For, for thinking, oh, it's another false dawn. Oh, it's, yeah. you know, I've heard all this before. Da, 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 da. But they didn't. They they gave us a chance. They gave the players a chance. And um, I think you can see now, and I saw Saturday, which was really pleasing, I think. There, there's a, you get a feel, I went down there, there's a bit of a belief from the team now that you get the vibe that Jack and co have told them at the start of the season, you know, be, be part of something there, we can do something. And a few of them probably went, yeah, 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 yeah. And now, you get a feeling that they're just starting to get that taste of winning and and victory, and they're starting to believe that actually they, we got a chance of doing something here. And and you get a feeling they they they're starting to lift, and um, that that that's a nice nice place to be around. Who do you think's been our most impactful signing? Oh, um, well, recently the goalie, yeah. Um, he's been fantastic. Um, Maguire. Uh, I mean, jo- J- Josh Madger's been. I-, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> M- M- Madger scored the goals. Gu- Gu- Gucci is is exciting to watch on the wing, hasn't he? Um, I like Max being start behaving himself. Um, you know, he he made a fantastic impact to Luton. I thought. You know, I was worried because um, I think we we might have had a couple of injuries or. or, or Whatever it was, and 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 um, I think Dylan was injured, and I thought, oh, you know, and 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 Max came in, having not known the team, and I thought he had a a great uh, sort of early impact, and I'm sure he will. And you know, uh, Jack uh, has had a big impact. I think there's there's five or six of them. I, I don't I don't honestly think I'll have to sit on the fence because I don't honestly think I could particularly pick one out. I mean, Chris is getting, you know, he, he scored Chris, a couple of he's scored a scored a couple of belters, hasn't he? Um, so you you look at that, but you know um, I, I I like the two centrals because I like a, I like to feel that my players are, are you know going 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 through and uh, making the opposition know that that they were around because I I think especially in this league you need you know you 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 need to show that you're not going to be sort of um, knocked off the ball and you know battled out the game and I think they've really um, done that. Yeah. Um, with your recruitment Flanagan and Baldwin two centre-backs cost you what <coughs> not even a quarter of a million no and no. you know they're going to be players that you would hope you know when we do get in the championship which is a win yeah that they'll be able to stay so I mean does that sort of testament your recruitment well I think I, th- I think I, 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 I mentioned it I think on Twitter the other day. I mean Flanagan and Maguire were under contract and you know there is there is talk of fees and we've we've got them out without paying a fee I mean then they're under contract it's not like they were just let go by their clubs. Um, you know, they, they were under contract. So, you know, we, we've got them out. Um, you know, Jack, I was, <laughs> Barry Fry was talking to me in the Peterborough game and, you know, it, it is, you know, Barry probably would do that, but he said, you know, you've you've stolen him off me. Um, and we fought hard to get that price down. Same with, with Charlie Walk. I know we've not seen much of him, but we were patient on that. And we, we could have bought all these players in the first two weeks of the end of the season when everyone's clamouring for us to make a signing and we'd be we, we'd be a little bit worse You were saying once you were panicking because yeah. you know you wanted yeah. them in Yeah but um, l- luckily the people that you know we, we brought into the club um, just told me to mind my own business they know what they're doing 
Um, you know, we bought them in for a reason. They know how the market works. Leave it to them. They'll they'll get us the players if we're patient. They'll 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 come, and um, you know that's what we've done. And um, we we've you know we we've done pretty good business, I think. Um, you know, uh, and and they're all on, you know, decent league wages. We're not we're not we're not playing championship wages for these players. They're they're, they're earning, you know, in in lots of cases the same money or, or one or two of them actually earning slightly less than they did last year. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we, we 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 look like we've recruited okay. Okay, we're going to move on to some uh, contracts, transfer window stuff. But we'll start yeah. with contracts. Uh, we've got. Robin Reuter, Adam Matthews, George Honeyman, Reese James, Lyndon Gooch, Josh Madger, and Denver Hume, I believe, are all the first team squad members who all have a contract expiring. Yeah. Where are we at with contracts? Um, George Honeyman, I believe, is the exception to that that you've mentioned because I think in his contract, if he played X amount of games, he gets an extra year. Does he? So I think George is 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 here for next year anyway. Um, so I think all the others are up, and uh, yeah, we, we've we've begun conversations. Um, lots of them are with the agents to come back to us, and we would have hoped to have got a few of them tied up by now, but they're being um, a little bit slower. So um, I think there'll be news on those players very shortly. If I oh know, there's a lot of talk around the youngsters, which is obviously Gooch, Madger, and um, uh, Denver. All three of them have indicated that they would like to stay at the club so it's now a question of um you know we've put, we've, agents. we've put well we've put we've put offers to them um and we feel that they're very good offers and um the agents are giving us their view of what 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 what's a decent offer so um the, the haggle is on if you like so you know that's where we are with those and and you know, uh, and then you know we've got some others that are out of contract that, that that we'll talk to, but we're focusing, I think, on those those youngsters. We've got um, Max down at, at Eastley, I think, that's out, and mm-hmm. I think we'd like to do something with him. And I think Elliot at Grimsby is out, so we we've, we've got him as well. So um, we know they're due, and um, we've begun conversations. Are you braced for interest in January for them? Well, Josh Major's probably the one that you're yeah. Yeah, well, get. I think I think there's going to be a couple of them that get interest. Um, and uh, you know we'll 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 have to see um, what that is. Um, I, I don't think we really want to let anybody go. We we actually, um, you know, on the ones we're, we're negotiating with them on the contracts because we want to keep them here. Um, obviously, they've got to want to stay. I think you know to be fair to one or two, and they probably would like to play Championship football uh, at least. So and I think, will be next year. Well, you know, <laughs> if we could guarantee that, I think you, you know um, uh, that they'll they'll be our players. But there's no guarantee of that at this stage. So, um, but but we're hopeful that you know um, they they're loving the football club. They they want to stay. So um, I'm hoping that if we get any offers, we'll be able to refuse them. But again, you don't you don't know where they come from. If you look at the scout list at the moment that's coming through, there's some quite impressive Premier League clubs. That are coming to games, and if they're watching our players, you know they're they're going to be clubs that 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 these players might find difficult to turn down. What you would say though is that I don't know if if it if you're a, a Tottenham or a uh, I don't know a Chelsea or or anybody like that that's looking at our players. I would hope that our players would would use a bit of common sense and think to themselves, well, you know, um, they they would struggle to break into those teams at the moment. So another eighteen months here. Um, would 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 make sense anyway, and then who knows what's going to happen in that period? So, 
you know, we're negotiating with the, the youngsters. They will, I think, attract some interest, but we'd like to tie them down so we can just focus and move forward. And if the offer's coming in January, then, um, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll turn them down. Um, and if they if they keep coming back with more money um, and, and the players express an interest, then we'll have to deal with it. But um, we're focused on on us and our squad and we're we're happy and we'd like to keep these players with us. So we'll just have to deal with January when it comes. How long has the negotiation process been going on for? Uh, a couple of weeks. It's not long. Huh? So well, not, not too long. Well, it's long for me. <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we make an offer. Do you want it or not, really? You, yeah. you know, um, uh, and, and it isn't as simple as that, but... Um, you know, the, the agents are, are taking the time coming Do back to agents us. is what's the thing that's hindering the... Um, well, we said to the players, just realise your agents are working for you, not you working for your agents. This mm-hmm. isn't about um, the agents getting a, a, a fee off these players f- for a signing. This is about the players, you know, getting a fair wage and a, and a decent wage for being at the football club. So, you know, let's focus on what the player earns, not what the agent's trying to get out of the deal. And I think that's... That's the message we've given to the players. And, um, you know, uh, look, they're young lads. Th- th- there's a perception that, of course, you, you need agents to protect you. And and, and that's fine. And, and, and you know, uh, one would accept that they're young lads who need some advice. Um, but um, they're the footballers. They're the ones that are earning the money. Um, their agents are representing them for their best interests. So make sure, um, you know, what they're suggesting to them is in their best interest. And again, you know, just like the summer, you know, the 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 the, the biggest issue is I'm not saying any of these agents are, are doing this, but I don't know. If you look at Josh Madger, how much is the agent going to earn from renegotiating a contract with us for Josh versus trying to persuade him that, you know, he can move somewhere for X amount of million pounds? I expect he'll make more money on, mm-hmm. on 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 another deal. So. And I'm not saying that's happening, but mentally, as as the people negotiating on the contracts for Sunderland, we'd be stupid if we don't think like that. You know, so, you know, when the agents are being slow, why are they being slow? You know, so I'm I'm a very simple beast like that. We we make a player an offer, the player wants to stay. All right? So if I'm having a conversation with you and I say to you, it's X and you, well, you know, I want Y, well, we can can get that banned out quickly, can't we? Yeah. So do do you ever... Not necessarily you, but do you speak to the player? Do you tell the player what you've sent to the agent? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think um, I have said in these scenarios, these are our players. So I've instructed our staff to talk to our players. Whereas they said, well, the norm is that we talk to the agent. I said, well, I don't care about that. I said, there are players playing football for us. I said, you don't know, and let's not make an assumption that the agent delivers our exact offer to the player in the way we want with the rhetoric that we want mm-hmm. our, our squad have got a good rapport with our manager um, and uh, we know they want to stay so yes let's give the agent the offer but I said let, let, let's sit down with the player and explain to him how much we want them to stay and what we've given them and why and they may well turn around and say look you know deal with it with the agent and I said that's fine but as long as they know and we know that they know because we've had that conversation with them then to me that's the right thing to do. When you're negotiating with a player that's not at the club, it's different. But these are our players. I'm not. I'm not. With the greatest respect, I'm not signing the agent. I'm yeah. signing the player. I want to know what he thinks. So I've I've given the very clear instruction 
that we talk directly to Josh and Lyndon and Denver, whether that's Jack Ross, Jack and Richard. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll do it with um, the lads as well and explain to them how much we want them, why we want them, why we offer them what we have, and they can come back to us. And if that's via the agent, fine. But I don't think it's sensible for us to give an offer to an agent and assume that the agent delivers that offer in the way that we want it to. And the agents would prefer us not to talk to the players, but there are players. So nuts to that. We'll, we'll, we'll do it the way we want to do it. Do you have conversations with other owners <coughs> about you know this kind of thing? When you go in the director's box at a club and you speak to them, is this the sort of thing you talk about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so will you have the same dialogue about... you know, It's a common you... frustration, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's um, nothing the clubs can do to go to the EFL or the Premier League well, or the uh, FA and say, you know, this is getting out of hand. Well, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a massive industry, isn't it? You know, the agents are earning a fortune out of the game. And, of course, the money's going out of the game. Well, yeah, that's the that's the great business. I mean, how yeah. much... You look at that Premier League TV deal, what's 100 million each club. How much is staying in? How much is going to well, the agent? Well, look, I, I don't know if it's true, but I was told on on a, a specific deal for a player that went for about 70 odd million that the club only got 30 odd because the agent fee was 41 now I don't know if that's true or not but based on some of the dealings I've had I would think that's probably true so, um, so when a deal's so say you sign a player for a million pound and mm. the agent's fee's 250 is that in the million pound or is it on top uh, d- d- depends on the detail um, normally it's within the figure is it so, I thought it was an extra. Yeah, no, n- not not ordinarily. So you know, um, uh, so if we if we sold a player for five million, um, for argument's sake, you know, if a club has come to us, um, like they did for argument's sake with Joel Azoro, then you know that 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 because the clubs approached us, um, you know, we're, we're there. But in in lots of scenarios. Um, what happens is the interest is brought about by an agent. You know, an agent will, will turn around and say to you, oh, I can get you so-and-so from there, or uh, so-and-so want, you know, um, to buy this player off you. And you'll go, okay, well, they can buy And they go, well, they'll own, you, you know, but well, I want a fee of this to introduce the, the player. And you, then they're on about, you have mandates. So you might give a club a mandate for seven days to, to bring you an offer. So he, he'll say, I don't know, Paris Saint-Germain want to sign Didier and Dong. Um, you know, um, and you go, well, you've got seven days to bring the offer and then they want exclusivity, but that comes at a price. Whereas actually what you think is, well, if Paris Saint-Germain wanted, and they don't, but let's, <laughs> let's you know, or, Bo- or Bordeaux or Liverpool or whoever want, um, I don't know, Josh Major, you think they just pick up the phone directly and, and say, or, or, or drop me an email and say, here's the offer. But um, it doesn't work like that uh, a lot of times. A lot of times they come through an agent, uh, and that agent, um, to start with, doesn't tell you the club. He'll say, I can get you an offer for this figure. And you say, what's the club? He said, well, I'm not telling you till you. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a strange way to operate and an unnecessary way to operate. And you wonder why or how the footballing world has managed to get itself in a position whereby football clubs who want players pay agents to, to um, put their offers forward for you. Um, I need to be an agent that's what I need to do screw podcasts uh, well they make an unbelievable amount of money um, 
and um yeah i think um uh you know it, it's it's part and parcel of the the industry now um but it could be so easily managed to be a different way so you know what why it's not it's the, you know it's not for the chairman of sunderland to unfortunately decide on the rules um you know but uh if you want my opinion um uh it's not done the correct way because i think there's too many people taking money out of the sport Right, we're going to talk again transfers here, so you know agents will probably come up again. But uh, <laughs> where are we at in terms of you know money in January? Obviously, we've lost in Dong and Dilabodji, so does that give her a bit more flexibility? Well, and Dong, obviously, we've 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 done a deal with Dilabodji at the moment. Um, uh, isn't concluded. It's with the solicitors. We've obviously said that we uh, will terminate his contract. He's a, he's appealed that, so that hasn't been completely concluded. So. It's it's premature to say that Jilabodji has has gone and won't cost us any money. Um, we we have said he shouldn't, and and he's gone. And he said, uh, no, I think you should be paying me, and uh, I'm not happy with your decision. So you know, someone's going to decide on that um, in the very near future as to whether or not um, you know he's got a case or or we were correct. Um, so on, on the basis that that we're correct, then yes, he's gone. On the basis we're not, then I presume he'll come back and we'll have to pay him. Um, we, we we don't think that'll happen, but you know, um, stranger things have happened in the footballing world than than that. Um, but Ndong, so Ndong has gone. Um, from a you know, I suppose if if the drive is you know, what does that mean for January? Um, obviously, we've given this 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 league commitment that we'll we'll stay within certain figures, but we we were cautious with that. Um, we've we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to deliver the numbers so in that way it's been a real pressured six months to try and get the result um, but in that we we believed that we would get a better set of figures to give us a little bit more flexibility now we haven't got the wage bill down quite as much as what we thought we would because we haven't quite done as much business in the in the first transfer window as we thought. And in reality, I'd, we probably weren't ever going to because one transfer window isn't isn't enough. Um, but um, we did a lot of work. But in the rest of the club, um, I, I think we've done really well, and that's going to I think enable us to make sure we have the January that we need. So I, if we're, we're talking about can we back Jack, well. Um, you know, we've got to stay within the framework, but I think we built some flexibility into that. So I don't think that there'll be a little bit of movement around, I think, anyway, with, with maybe a couple of the players that we've currently got that, that might depart. Um, but I think outside of that, whilst the squad number is quite big, I think, you know, Jack and I have already talked about maybe strengthening one or two areas. And I think with with the finances the way they are, I, I think we'll be able to do that. So I, I'm pretty confident we can continue the momentum and, and give Jack what he needs. Um, you know, but we have got to stick to this commitment. But I think, I think financially we've done really well, actually. Tony Corton, how, how's he doing? Uh, yeah, I spoke to him today. He's on the mend. Um, sat watching videos of players and and busy as ever. Um, uh, you know, he, he he's you know had a uh, an issue, I suppose, and and that's taken him down for about a month or so. But um, he's he's. He's, he's still working pretty hard and um, he's still receiving a lot of calls so it, it hasn't affected us too much other than you know I think Richard and one or two other of the of the scouts have gone out and probably watched more games than they planned to 
So I think as all these things, everyone's just rallied around, done a bit more, and Tony's well on the mend. So um, that, that that's good because he's um, he's important to us. So it, will he be overseeing everything in January? Yeah, I think um, it will be the same as the last window. It will be if fundamentally it's Jack, Tony, and Richard, um, and um, I think the three of them will be in, in good shape, and they're already discussing targets. Oh, just about to ask that. Yeah, it's like you've uh, seen the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we, we I think we know where we're going. Yeah. So I'll I'll be working on targets. So yeah, must be a few players. Have you got any idea of how many? Uh, no, I don't think it will be that many. Two, two or three probably. Again, but you don't know because you know not not that we'll want to. But if we got offers for three players and they all said, well, we want to leave, and or, or they hit our valuations or whatever it is, and we thought actually, you know, um, we we we've got options in these positions that might even be better than than what we've got, and it's good business for the club. You might end up needing five or six. But I think um, uh, Jack and I were talking about two or three players in mind. Or vice versa, a player could come on the market that you never expected. Yeah. And then you have to. Yeah, you think, well, yeah, he's he, he's one we want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how confident are you that we'll be able to retain our best players? So, you know, I mean, there's players who we've alluded to in the past where maybe on a bit more than, you know, Oviedo, Catamol, McGeady. There's probably a few of those, but how confident? I mean, do we need to get rid of maybe one or two of them or can we go with them? Um. I think I think we can retain all the players we, we want to retain. Um, there are probably three or four players that 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 probably financially are are tough for us, um, but we can live with all of them um, as long as they are, you know, performing. Um, you know, and I suppose the most high-profile one is, is is Lee that we that, that we've talked about. But I mean, blimey, um, he, he he's been fantastic for us, and yes. Um, you know, again, through no fault of his own, he, he's he's on a lot of money for League One. Well, if we can get promoted, he won't look so expensive in the Championship, will he? And um, you know, uh, can we can we afford him? Is he enjoying his football? I th- we can afford Lee. Um, I think he's enjoying it. I think he wants to stay. So I, I don't expect him to go anywhere. Um, and I and I think like everybody else, I've in I, I've enjoyed watching. Him and I think he's making a big difference to us. His experience in in this in this league is important, and I think we can do that. Um, having four of them is is tough, um, you know, because obviously Brian's on a bit, and then there's one or two others that are on quite a lot. Um, and you know, um, yes, it would make life easier um, in in some ways if if out of the four we had two or even three, because if we just lost one of them. That would enable Jack to have um, anything from four to ten players, in 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 reality. So you know, I'm I'm sure Jack could do quite a lot with that. But with how we've done, I think in the rest of the club, um, we don't have to. And I think that's quite important because uh, if you'd have asked me, as the transfer window shuts, is it a problem? I'd have said probably. Yeah, it could be a bit of a problem. Whereas at the moment, I'm thinking, no, we we can probably live with this. Do we sign players? You know, in January, will you be looking half an eye on the championship? Will that player be able to make the jump up? That's a natural. I mean, when I play football manager, that's what I do. So I presume you think the same. Yeah, I th- I think Jack um, Jack will just want to sign good players, um, and and we've already had some cross our desk, and we've gone, 
Now then, they're, they're, they're not going to be good enough for us. Um, we need players that are good enough to get us out of this league and and good enough to make an impact in the championship. They're the type of players that we'll be looking for. Um, and um, uh, I, I don't think, regardless of of what league we end up in um, next season, we'll, we'll just want to sign in January players that are good enough for Sunderland Football Club to be successful have you so if we did get promoted this season yeah. uh, which we will <laughs> um, have you already thought about what the budgets and wage bills and everything else will be next season does that cross your mind or do you yep. just worry about that at the time no 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 I've, um, oh, without giving yeah. away figures can we shed a little bit of light on what roughly you know we're talking in terms of you know figures well um what 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 I would say is that I, I've talked to some some clubs about how they're doing, and one of the most lo- logical people to talk to that I know obviously is, is Chris Wilder. Now, if you look at what Chris is doing, um, and and I've had a couple of other clubs talk to me who who've got Sunderland fans quite high up in in their clubs, and they said, "Oh, we've managed to do this on this and this on that," and um, X one said, "But Chris has got a, a big club promoted from League One." Not as big as Sunderland potentially, probably, no, but, it's not. <laughs> but 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 a big club. He's then got them up. He's got them on the edge of the playoffs in the first year, the and now he's and now he's got them top. So um, I have a rough idea. I would have thought of what that's cost, um, and we discussed that this morning with Jack and Richard, and said that's that's a model. And then I asked Richard about another club that he knew. And asked them what their budget was, and their budget was forty million, and they were struggling. So, it's it's about spending the money well, having the right momentum, the right manager, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, you know, whether our budget is fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, or thirty million, there are clubs that have gone up out of this league on on fifteen million, and there are clubs that have spent forty that haven't. And to be fair, in Sunderland, there's clubs that have spent thirty-ish and got relegated. So, um, you know, what, one of the things one of the managers said to me is, you can spend £6,000 on a left-back or £30,000 on a left-back in the Championship and the difference between them sometimes is not a lot. So make sure you spend your money in the right area of the pitch and with the right type of players. So um, I, I, I won't give the figures away, but what I would say is, if we got promoted, would we expect to be able to compete in the Championship and have a success the simple short answer is absolutely yes success being top 10 top 6 looking at that end of the league uh, the, the the ultimate aim of this football club is to get in the Premier League and not try as I said before and finish 17th that's that's what we're aiming to do that is our plan look I, I've come in and I've put my jobs in a certain order the first most important job is the most unexciting one is to make the football club sustainable it was losing 30 million plus we, we know that let, let's, let's forget the past now because we've done that but what we've made it sustainable so job one is done this football club is safe and I'm not 100% sure it was safe before because finding someone to put 30 million pound a year in at the level of that Sunderland is at is no, is no easy target so we had to change that we changed it um, and the football club is safe that, that that is it, people might not realise quite what that is but that's a huge achievement in six months uh, and you know that that's aged me ten years in six months that 
Um, it, it's been really hard work. Um, so we've done that. The second job was then to get a team that looks like it's going to be able to get us in the championship. Um, and um, with that, to get the right type of team to, uh, if you like, engage the fan base and get the fans feeling very much part of what is their football club. So we're well on the way to stage two. Um, then we've got to get out of the championship. And then we've got to get a team in the Premier League that competes. Top four, top six, really hard. Um, look at Watford, Bournemouth, Everton. Can they go into the season not 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 feeling they're going to get relegated? Or Leicester? What, what, what Sunderland, I think, spent the last three or four years fighting relegation from what the fans were telling me. Sunderland Football Club shouldn't do that. So those are the steps we've got to take. At the moment, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm the right person to do the early steps. If I can get it right with the momentum, it may be that we can we can do this whole journey. And if not, my job is to make sure that I organise Sunderland Football Club to be a competing Premier League team, which is financially sustainable and safe and isn't playing the 17th spot. So I just see it that job one is done. Job two, it looks... Um, encouraging and then we're getting a championship job three and then job four and 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 I see it that way and I hope I can do job one two three and four and if I can't somewhere hopefully between job three and four I can I can find the right the right mix for Sunderland Football Club so that that journey can 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 finish off and I, and I just break it down like that do you think about do you look at a team like Burnley because that's what I say like I sort of almost want us to be like Burnley because when we did it last time with our short, you know, he put the money in, bought the wrong players, and we went from mm-hmm. being what Sunderland is, which is a working class football club where the players, when they fit that mould, it works. We've got the Peter Reid teams, mm-hmm. the early 2000s, that's what it was. Roy Keane, when he was here, same sort of team. When we differed from that and we started buying foreign players who didn't quite get it, it didn't work. So I, I was, I want to be Burnley. And I know that doesn't sound very flash, um, but Burnley's the right model. In a lot of senses, yeah. I, I've, look, I, I want the football club to 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 be the fans. I I, I want the players not to be up their own ass, um, <laughs> so that they actually appreciate what playing for Sunderland Football Club is all about. Um, and and if the players think that 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 they're bigger than the club, that um, you, you know they're just here to do a job, and it, it's it's not a way of uh, they, they don't get that it's in the fibre of the people. That that that's not a football club you want. You 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 want um, you want the football club to be right at the centre of the community, fighting for all those values, and be successful. Um, and you want it to become like a cauldron here. You 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 want it to be different. You want the football club to be the football club that all fans want. Um, you, you know, um, on my way home from these games when I'm driving, I you know I listen to the phone-ins. You know, and and you know, I listened to a phone in the other night from a, a a top Premier League football club, the most miserable set of fans, because the club's not not winning. You can't win all the time. Is that the Mags? Uh, no, no, it wasn't well, the Mags. No, 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 because they haven't won a game either. Um, no, no, shame. Um, <laughs> uh, Have you but, had any dealings with Mags? Actually, just to stop you there, Have you ever met a Mag? Uh, no. Weird creatures. Uh, don't know, don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll we'll meet some 
soonish. Yeah, um, Middlesbrough's like the Walking Dead as well. So yeah. So, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, look, look you, you know, you can't win all the time. And I thought, blimey, that these fans are only ever happy, and they're not particularly happy when their club's winning trophies. But because that can't happen all the time, they spend the rest of the time miserable. Actually, we we want to be proud of this football club whether we're winning trophies or not but we want to feel that we can win some trophies and that's where we got to get to um, and I think Burnley a, a, a bigger Burnley a bit a, yeah, a yeah, bigger oh, model definitely yeah, a bigger yeah. Burnley, but that um, kind of thing yeah I mean we, uh, you know you, I, I wouldn't want to drive home as the uh, as, as the chairman of the football club yeah um, it's not a great message Dortmund's li- listening more to, impressive yeah li- li- but listening to our fans you know, talking the way that some of those other fans and 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 there was a Huddersfield fan on uh, on on the on the program talking to Jason Cundy, um, who, who actually said, "Well, small time fan of a small time club," and I thought, "Oh, that's, that's that's a bit harsh," because it, what what the fan was saying was, "We're just grateful because they were League One going out of business and now they're in the Premier League and yes, they're struggling, but you know they're grateful they got a football club and this and the other and and that, and you know if they end up in the Championship." Um, with a twenty million pound training academy, they've, that's still a great result that their chairman's delivered them and, and, and their manager and comparison them to where they were. So, you know, we we want to be, we want to try and be successful, but we got to remember and be realistic about where we start at the moment, where we're trying to get to, um, and and what we are. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, look, trying to make Sunderland a top six. Premier League team is going to be really tough. You, you listen to Juan. Juan's, Juan's telling me we're going to play Monaco in the Champions League because <laughs> that he, he, he's he's aware and and that's great. But you know, um, you want that dream and you want that ultimate aim. But what is a realistic aim for Sunderland? And and we'll try and overachieve it if we can. But if we overachieve, let's appreciate we overachieve. But overachieving is not getting out of League One getting out of the championship and finish finishing 16th 17th in the Premier League Sunderland should expect more than that and we want a team that plays a certain way and um, with with, a, with an element of passion and we know what we want and we'll try and build that um, but what we won't have is we won't have people that think that um, you know they are we, we are lucky that they are here they are lucky to be here so we're not going to sign players that think you know uh, or you know I've, I've wandered into Sunderland they're lucky to watch me play football not a chance um, people need to be proud to play for the football club and that's what we've got to ensure happens all the time you mentioned Juan Satori briefly and uh, yep. I've got a few questions on him so we've had loads of questions actually about Juan right. Satori he's like a mystical figure <laughs> almost but uh a lot has been made of his ambition to run for presidency in Uruguay. Yes. Uh, supporters are concerned, intrigued. You know, don't understand how that'll impact Sunderland. Don't know if it'll impact his involvement. What can you tell us about? Not a lot. Um, Did you know he was running for president? Uh, yes. Um, I, I don't. I don't think it'll affect anything um, for, for Sunderland. He was at the game of the weekend, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he's got. He does so many things and has got so many interests and and. You know, he's he's coming over to Sunderland in the next couple of weeks. I mean, it might make it difficult for him to to, to maybe catch a couple of games. I, I don't know the impact that will that will have on him. It, it won't lessen his desire. I'm certain of that to make Sunderland success. And, and the reality of it is, that's what I care about. 
Um, will Juan give a hundred percent for Sunderland? It doesn't matter if he's the president of Uruguay or, or um, uh, you, you know, doing something completely different. He is absolutely determined to make Sunderland a success, and uh, he's pretty single-minded, and um, he, he's not going to change from that focus, no matter what. How much is he enjoying it? Oh, he's, yeah, he's he's loving it. Yeah, um, comes over every Saturday morning. He's playing football in the academy, trying to. I think they played the Netflix guys, the Fullwell guys. Um, he's at the, had a at the game um, He just loves football. Absolutely loves it. Um, he kicks and breathes it all. He, he's yeah, he's he, he's he's infectious. Um, really glad he's on board. Yeah. So there's no risk of him winning the election and then going. You know, nope. I don't have the time. Nope. We going for it. cool. That, Famous last good. words, but yeah. No. <laughs> um, what about the South American talent you mentioned? Bring it to the academy. How's that yes. going? Uh, yes, that's that's uh, Juan is um, he's all over that. Uh, uh, not too into the detail, you know. He just wants to fly over fifty Uruguayans, and he's, he's thinks I'm going to sort out the work permits and the uh, you know the living accommodation, everything that goes with it. He's just um, he's just talent spotting, and um, you know he, he's um, <laughs> he's got his, talent. Is he is he going out scouting? Is he no, just he, he's Uruguay got lots. He's got lots of connections um, with football clubs out there, and and. There's lots of players desperate to come over, and um, I think initially Juan thought it would be as simple as chartering a jet for them and bring them over, and I'll take care of all the costs <laughs> and I'll do it, and we'll 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 bring over fifty and we'll find ten and send back ten. And um, but I said, you know, there are there are employment rules, um, Juan. So we're just we're just dotting the i's and crossing the t's. But he's absolutely all over it, and um, I'm sure, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be some some decent South American flair joining us. For all the right reasons, um, oh, I would take a, a Luis Suarez or a Diego Forlan esque player. That would be nice. Yeah, I've mentioned them. <laughs> uh, we did talk about Papi Delabaggi and Didi yes. Dong, but uh, in terms of Indong, what what is happening with Indong? He's got has he got a club now? Don't know, don't know. Or, or, we we've just done an agreement with him. Um, can't discuss the detail, but the but the reality of it is, um, you know, his contract's terminated with the football club. Um, and when he signs to someone, and I'm sure he will, then um, you know that would be a good day for the football club. Did you ever meet Endo? No, no. Uh, and obviously, you've mentioned Papi Delabaggi, and yep. I presume there's nothing really you can say on that because it's going to be in no, because it's um, we're, we're um, yeah, we're at legals with him. Okay, well, I'll jump jump onto home attendances. So so far yeah. this season, we've had. 31,075 for Charlton, 29.876 for Scunthorpe, 32.193 for Oxford, 29.367 for Fleetwood, 28.764 for Rochdale, which was well second lowest because Peterborough was 7.27 and just under 31 at the weekend. So biggest in the league, yep. one course to be the biggest ever in League yep. One. Is that as good as you expected? Where were you thinking yep. it was going to be? Uh, that that's That's better than I'd hoped when I came. What did you think? Could you um, look at the the history books you saw? We went down in two thousand three. We were playing in front of about twenty five. Yeah, I, I thought we'd get um, over twenty five, um, and I thought if we did really well, um, we'd be early thirties. And I think um, I'm hoping as the season ramps that we'll get a few thirty fives, um, and um, I, I think that'll be. That would be fantastic, and it does make a difference when we're talking about budgets, um, and we're talk- talking about you know what we'll have in January. A big Boxing Day crowd 
and a big crowd for the Shrewsbury game. You know, um, that could add £150,000 in income. And to put that in perspective, you know, um, you know, you want another Chris Maguire, um, you know, a couple of games like that, and um, you know, you got one, and that's, you know, that that's 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 where the football club is, and uh, you know, the fans there can make a huge difference to that. So, um, I think the the players are showing that they're putting the effort in, uh, that the, the fans are turning up, and I think hopefully, you know, a few of the stay away fans, which I understand. Um, you know, and it's you know them make an argument about League One football, etc. But um, when the season gets going, in some ways, regardless of what league you're in and who you're playing, um, it's that Saturday feeling, and you come to support your team, and, it's some, and sometimes it doesn't matter who they play. And I hope that you know we we can boost those crowds a little bit because I think some of the people that might be staying away, uh, and I had this to a lesser degree with Oxford when they dropped down into the the conference. It is actually a really enjoyable season, and, and sometimes, you know, if you look at Sunderland over the last few years, it probably hasn't been that enjoyable to to follow them. So don't. What all I say is don't don't miss out on what I think is going to be or could be hopefully a really fun, exciting season. And if that could, you know, a few, few people could get some enthusiasm from that that don't, and we get an extra couple of thousand on the gate from here on in, um, that will stand us in good stead financially. So do you think we'll see a, a rise over the course of the season? Me personally, knowing Sunderland fans, knowing the fact that generally where attendances are always better second half of the season, yeah. I suspect that they might, if we're up there, it'll probably go up to thirty-five to forty. That would be unbelievable, um, um, and, that, and and that would that would help us. It's it's weird though because for some reason Sunderland's attendances have always jumped up second half of the season. Okay. I don't know why that actually is, but um, if you actually look at the seasonal graph it always jumps up second half the season I will buy a couple more players then on the yeah. basis that the uh... my, my thoughts there yeah absolutely <laughs> um, <laughs> think Bradford game Boxing Day you still yeah. think you're going to be opening the top tier for that one I hope so um, yeah I mean Bradford obviously haven't done as well and I thought they, they bring a big following so I don't know how yeah. you know them being down the bottom is going to affect their their travelling support so that might have an impact. But there's still what twenty thousand there when we were there the other week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you'd hope they'll they'll travel in numbers, and if they travel in numbers and and you know our fans get captured by the imagination, or if it's it's a game that we could win to go top or something, um, it just depends. I, th- I think you know the people in the ticket office are talking about a crowd between thirty five and forty thousand, and if that's the case, then um, you know the, the top tier may well have to be open. Fingers crossed. Down, down to the fans. That when one. you do open it, are you still sticking with the promise of the people who were in there get their old seat back? That was yeah, given yeah. By, I can't see why not. Yeah, because it was also yeah. when the season ticket were announced, you weren't actually in charge. That was Martin no. Bain. Yes, the prices were frozen for three yes. years. Yeah, well, Is that, done. all that yeah. continues. Uh, well, yeah, we, we've got to do that. Yeah, yeah. If that that was the promise that was made. Yeah, oh, I was aware of that promise. And okay, I, and I yeah. want to make sure I get my yeah. seat back up there. Yeah, yeah, fine. Because okay. all right, I prefer it up there. Yeah, do you? Yeah, oh, it's much nicer. It well, especially when there's obviously the concourses are bigger. Are they? Right. Well, I, I, to be fair, I prefer it lower. But um, I think oh, that might I be because I like being no with the old there. people in the top tier. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what it used to be back in the day. <laughs> no, it's nice up there. And obviously, I'll be nearer you because you're at the. Well, yeah, absolutely. Easier to uh, throw a gangbang at me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, got it. We're into the final sort of stretch here. I mean, right. there's still a lot of questions, but we're in the final stretch. So the academy. Um, yes obviously very important we've spoke about the academy a few times but yes. how happy are you with the fact that the academy has given us 
I don't know, five first-team players Yeah, this year. F- uh, fantastic. We, we've just got to, like every area of the football club, we've just got to um, look at it and if we can improve it. it. It's done It's done fantastically well for the football club over the years um, and we've got to maintain that and then we've got to see if there's any way we can improve it. Um, and, you, you know, in every area of the football club, we're trying to make improvements and the academy is no different. You know, we want to stay cap one, but we want to, you know, produce more players. Paul Reed's coming on this show, actually, in a yes. couple of weeks' time. Uh, but he's been in charge for four months. How yep. happy are you with his? Very. And what's, what, what has he changed? He's just very professional, um, very thorough, um, good with direction. Um, he's got good strategies, good connections. Um, uh, he, he is... Um, he is very well suited to that to that job, um, and very focused on, you know, ju- ju- just like if you like Jack, um, you know, re- rel- relatively unheard of. Probably people will sort of um, take a step back and go, oh, you, you know, um, what? Why Jack or or why Paul? But um, uh, we we know these people, and maybe why Tony Cohen and why Richard Hill. But you know, touch wood at the moment, um, those decisions look like they're good decisions for the football club they're good people and I think Paul is um, uh, Paul will be able to hopefully make some improvements within the academy even though it, it, it's you know it's done really well we've had some poor results for the under 23s yes um, does that concern you? no we, we talked about the strategy for, for for the teams and I think Kevin Ball Richard Tony Jack myself and Paul all agree that what we need to try and do um, a little bit more is get our players out on loan um, playing, if you like, competitive football or or, or men's competitive football in in leagues that matter. Um, And a direct result of that is it will probably weaken those teams because some of the players that would have played in them, uh, you know, your Embletons, your Molyneux, etc., obviously will be playing matches elsewhere. Um, So... Again, it depends how you look at it. And we had a, you know, Paul said to me, he said, I'd prefer to lose every game and get five players in the first team than, than I would to win every tournament because I've got the strongest players, but they're not equipped to get in the first team. So when their contract expires, they've played no football. So there is a balancing act. But the other advantage of getting the players out on loan is it means that the younger players aren't blocked by the older ones so they can come through playing against older players. Now, it means that the results sometimes suffer um, and there is a balancing act. But that can actually be um, beneficial. So um, we've got quite a few of the players out on loan and it's a model that we want to do more of. And again, if we get more out, potentially it enables us to sign a few more as well. Um, And and we have had a look at maybe, you know, again, come January, um, you know, we worked hard on the list where we think some of the, 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 if you like, the other cat ones might let a few of their players go, etc. And... um, you know, there might be a bit of compensation to pay or there might be a bit of a fee, but we, we, we might try and just, you know, for a change, maybe in, in, invest a little bit in that area to sign, you know, a, a couple of prospects. Um, and I think that's the, the model we want to go down. So I'm not, I'm not overly worried about the results. It can be character building for the lads. And I think the football people within the club have said, no, don't worry about that. Get the boys playing competitive football move the youngsters through it's a natural progression um, and we'll get there 
are you worried about any bigger clubs plucking young talent from us as has happened again uh, yeah uh, um there's, there's, no, there's, there's, no, there's nothing on the horizon with that but I, I don't like the rules but the rules are the rules yeah. um, you know you can't protect yourself against the players till they're 17 years old and you know I suppose as a Cat 1 academy having been relegated to League 1 you feel like all the other big clubs have gone Whoo! do you think that the rules should change on that and that you don't get the fee straight away but the fee is based on down the line you get the, the certain parameters get hit and you get the money yeah. for that because getting five hundred thousand pound up front and then a what a ten percent sell on fee whatever yeah. it is doesn't seem anywhere near enough if you've lost potentially no. one of the best players in the world. No, which if you, you might lost have. a yeah fifteen million pound player or whatever, yeah, no, yeah. if if um, it, it's gutting. Um, but you know, you you also explain to the lads or, or particularly the parents it is that that they get their heads turned. You know, you can go to uh, you know as happened, you go to Arsenal, you can go to Liverpool, you know, Man United are interested in you, or you can play at Sunderland in League One now. Again, it depends on your mentality, and, and everybody's different. And I suppose I'm bound to say this, but I would think to myself, well, it's great to go to the Arsenal or the Man United or whatever, potentially, um, and Sunderland isn't quite there, but, but, but look at Sunderland. Madger's in, Gucci's in, Honeyman's in, Hume's there, he's in. Um, we've got Kimpioga. Yeah, we we've got um, Max who, who who probably could could do a job for us doing ever so well. Um, you got you got Elliot out. You got you know these. Th- th- you got Barley. Um, sign for us. Your, your lad at seventeen or eighteen's got nineteen's got a real chance of 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 playing football and then kick on from there. If you want to go to the Arsenal, go at twenty two. When you know if you're Josh Madge, you scored a hundred goals for us, and then go and get your move. Or, or, or negotiate with us a big contract then because you love the club or, or whatever it will be that is the option versus going and play for uh, Chelsea's under 23 he's never getting near the first team possibly and X, Y, Z but you know that that's the way I would think about it but I think mm, I'm the exception not the rule and I suppose it's easy for me to argue I, th- I think like that because I'm thinking about it from a <laughs> Sunderland perspective but you know a lot, lot of these lads that, that may disappear to these clubs um, may just disappear into the ether and, and, and you never hear from them again so um, but it but it's frustrating because you can't all we can do is sell Sunderland Football Club um, and I think we can be better at making our youngsters feel part of the club we are now at the stage where as I said we've stabilised ourselves financially and now we're into more of the detail and there is lots to do with the match day experience, with the academy, with the, we're, we're identifying these things, and I think one of the things we've identified in the academy is we probably need to um, just make sure that you know these players really feel part of Sunderland Football Club and that they belong. And then when somebody comes along, um, they may still go, but we've given ourselves the best chance of keeping them, and that might not quite have been the case recently. The clubs scaled back a lot due to cost cutting um, that has been redundancies, whatnot. How much has that impacted the academy, and how are we still scouting abroad? And hasn't impacted the academy at all. I don't think I'm um, actually. <clears throat> I might be wrong. I don't think um, in the academy um, we've lost very many jobs at all. Probably less than five, I would think. Um, the the academy is 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 functioning as strongly as ever with with the number of people. Indeed, I think. They're talking about having to add because the rulings may be adding another half a dozen people in. So, 
Um, it's got more streamlined in certain areas, but but the staffing bill is is, you know, I, I think you know a few people have gone. We've had a few resignations. There, there seems to be a turnover of staff in the academy over the last few years. I don't know if that's normal of an academy. It seems to be as other positions come up, but they've 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 been replaced. Um, they've been filled. So you, you know, I don't think uh, most probably five people have have been made redundant. I would have thought. Right, we'll jump a little bit now to Netflix. Uh, Netflix, who nearly were here but aren't uh, today. <laughs> so, have you seen the first season? Nope. You've said you've seen one couple of clips. A couple, just a couple of clips. A few clips, yeah. Uh, are you worried about any negative attention it could bring? Nope. You know, mainly in the sense of it's reflecting on last year, which bluntly shit show. This year, everything's positive. Are you worried that it might make the club a laughing stock? Anything? No, like I don't. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I think. Again, if you if you look at what we're trying to do at the football club, um, and, and you want to compete, etc., um, we were asked if we sign into the, the the second series, and and I suppose explain it from a, a commercial perspective. There there is a concern, and probably a concern on the football side. We don't want to become a circus, and you know, um, if you've got cameras for following you around, it can be unnatural, uh, and we have to balance that against what we perceive what we perceive is the overall benefit versus the negative at the football club. Having Netflix involved with Sunderland, I think, is is a huge thing, because, um, you know, Man United, Man City, etc. They, they they naturally can promote their global brand. Sunderland, that's more difficult. Yes, we've got fan base all over the world, but we're not a global brand in that sense. If we can get the Netflix opportunity right, and that's always a gamble, but if we can do that and maximise it, we have the opportunity to go out to millions of people globally. And if we can come across as the right sort of football club, caring, compassionate, a bit different to, to, if you like, the corporate beasts that they're following in the Man City's Man United, yes, all right, you, you know, they, they, you can look at those football clubs, but I'm not sure how many football fans that follow these teams feel part of their club. So if we can show that, show the characters in the football club, get some interesting people to follow, then we have a chance to connect globally in a way that we couldn't hope. And I think the commercial um, outcome of that for the football club could be huge. So as the custodians of the club, it's important that we try and maximise that. So um, I'm not worried about the downside. I'm focused on maximising the upside. What's it been like having them following you around for six months? Uh, first week or two, it was bizarre. Um, <laughs> now you know, it's normal. <laughs> now, it, now, it, now, um, uh, I, I, and, and I would say this, but it, it doesn't particularly phase me. Like d- doing the podcast or talking to fans, because I just say it how I see it. So I, I think in lots of times at, at, in different walks of life or at football clubs, people are. I suppose very careful about what they say and they try and portray a certain we, we don't have to be like that we just tell it how it is so actually having a camera around just following you when you're telling how it is isn't, isn't a problem because what I've said to you today I'll say to Jack or I'll say to the girls in the ticket office or I'll say to the players so there's no mixed message or, or whatever it is it just is what it is so having the cameras following you doing that isn't a problem getting used to people putting microphones in your face or anybody being interested I'm still you know, I, I, I get out on a match day and people want my photo. People ask me to sign their handbags and 
you know, I, I came out the front of the Roca Hotel the other day and some kid cycled past straight into a lamppost and fell off. And I was like, <laughs> you, know, you know, that's bizarre for me. Um, you know, I'll go home to Oxford where bar the Sunderland fans sprinkled around Oxford. No, no one, well, the Oxford fans do, I suppose, but no, nobody really knows where I am. I'll go down the supermarket and it's fine. I'll come up here. That needs getting used to. You, you know, you come up here and, you know, um, it, it, people want to talk to me. And that's um, bizarre for me. Um, you know, people want their photo with me. You think, well, you know, you have a photo with Chris McGuire or George Animan or whoever. What, what do you want a photo with me for? And, and that's that that's taken some getting used to. Um, uh, and I'm not particularly in my comfort zone with that. Um, and it is intense. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, um, that, that's absolutely fine. Um, but you know um, that that's as much of the Netflix that that's that's taken some getting used to that. Do you live up here? You got a place up here now? No, no, no. I'll come up. Um, so like this week, come up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, but I'm staying at the the, the Roga Hotel. Um, so should um, sleep in an executive. I'm not sure I should say that if you're putting out tonight. Might um might, well might might help their bar take if a few fans want to come in and have a drink. We'll get a sponsor, um, that's fine. Yeah, we'll have a we'll, have we'll a, hold have it a, ransom. Have a, we'll have we'll a drink with them. That's fine. Um, but no, I'm not, I normally come up and stay there. Um, or I'll stay over over the road at Ellis's, um, and yeah, Ellis's at, at the hotel. Oh, the hotel. Like, Ellis's. Sorry. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'll I'll do that, and I'll come up two or three nights a week, um, and I just find that an easier way to do. But I find it unbelievably intense when I come up here. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't live up here. I don't think now, um, having seen it, because. It would be relentless for me seven days a week, and I wouldn't be able to say no, I don't think. But what's really good for me is I can come up for three or four days, just give myself, you know, completely and utterly focused for, for anybody that wants me, anybody that needs me, and then I'll go away and I can recharge my batteries for a couple of days, have some thinking time about Sunderland while I'm away, and act on, on what's gone on. And I find that um, it just works for me. I just find that a really good way to do it. Is there a moment of the day you don't think about Sunderland? No, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like all the fans I'm sure they're the same yeah, no, yeah that's true last year to be fair I switched off a couple of times so with how horrible it was uh, we've got a few final bits oh actually final thing on Netflix is anything you can tell about series 2 is it just going to be more of the same from series 1 uh, well I don't really know um, you sure. don't get don't get to see it yet um, there, there was a clip from Saturday where I hope they will edit out where I was on the pitch and uh, went flying um, but I think that will be good TV. But the, the filmed you asking me for a picture of a gangbang the other week. Did they? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah. probably not good television. They ca- they came down to um, my, my house a couple of weeks ago to to, to interview me, and um, I thought, you know, how boring for, for you know you're talking about your life, and you think, well, no one's going to be interested in that. But you, no, you have to do some you have to do some very strange um, very strange things. <laughs> Uh, we've got a few random things to finish off with so yep. hopefully these should be quick to get through and then okay. I'll let you get on with your day uh, where are we at with the exile scheme so quite a few people have been asked about this no, uh, no we, we are um, the honest answer is we are nowhere um, in, in the sense that we have I would say we're nowhere that, 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 that's not quite right there are about 50 jobs on a list now um, we, we've done, as I say, we, we've done the finance, we've done, we've done all the bits. So now we are into the detail, and the exiles is is one of the details. So we've nothing to announce. Um, we have given ourselves four weeks to tackle 
50 what we perceive as quite serious things for the football club that would make the experience for the fans better and the Exiles is one of them so give, give me about four weeks on that You've spoken quite a bit about court cases in previous podcasts yes. without going into detail yep. how is everything progressing and do you spend a lot of your time working on that or is it with yes. other people? No, a, a lot of time at the moment they're, they're, we, we've spent a lot of money with um, lawyers uh, I'm afraid um, we have got oh, about nine and, 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 and Dong was potentially one and that's gone so that's that's down so I think we're on we're on seven or eight um, and two of them we expect to disappear quite quickly but um, yeah we've got a couple of ex-players uh, two ex-managers Alvarez um, which is two cases and I think that's it now so that's six yeah six we're down to six from nine but is that going to be resolved <coughs> soon yes the, the, these the, well um, weeks and months I hope now the, these are the only things that really could affect the football club um, because you know we, we budgeted I suppose for one or two to go wrong um, albeit we don't really think they should um, and you, you know with half a dozen court cases over you um, although two if you like there's six so four against two where we're pursuing so um, if you like two that we're pursuing if we take those out of the equation there's there's four cases that could leave us liable for quite a lot of money that we don't think should um, uh, two inherited um, two generated well three inherited one one generated but one being happy the other three are historical um, uh, Papi I don't think is going to affect us uh, too severely regardless the other three have, have got a potential to to be a problem um, so we have to get those resolved uh, on sensible terms because they 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 could affect us in the short term financially What's the biggest problem or most frustration, frustrating issue you've run into since you've bought the club? Uh, the, the the players that that we inherited that didn't want to be with us. That that was um, that was unbelievable, and a culture that um, it's Sunderland we can just pay. Um, not necessarily just with the players, with with with, with everything. There was a m money, money is no object mentality, which um, I, I'd had in a small way at Eastleigh because I created that same thing and, and, and I'd created it and realised what a problem I've created for, for, for Eastleigh because in, okay, you know, Eastleigh was a non-league football club, but it was, it had a budget three times what was the league average and, you, you know, we were getting players in on, on, on big money and, and, and making lots of mistakes. I, I made lots of mistakes at Eastleigh, I think, that were the same as, as as what was happening here but on a smaller scale um and i and i'd seen that culture develop under me at eastleigh and i wasn't happy with it and i and i changed it and was getting it you know so that, you know value for money was becoming important so that that's given me a really good footing to come in here but having started to deal with that at eastleigh having created that myself because we started really well then i i'd got overexcited spent too much money too quickly to try and, and build something too quick um, got the wrong sort of attitude and, and culture at the club was starting to deal with that and then Sunderland's come along and then I've walked straight into it 
in a much bigger and worse way. Um, and that was horrible to see because I'd seen that for myself. And then I thought, you know, these people really have, have, have done that to Ellis, created a culture around Ellis that he didn't deserve. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, Ellis would be the first to say he wasn't around as much as maybe he should be. And, 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 you know, that didn't, that wouldn't have helped. But seeing that and dealing with that, um, mentality, um, it, it, uh, you know, it isn't, it isn't fair. It wouldn't fair on him and it wasn't fair on the fans. And it certainly was, it wasn't fair on me either. And, and I just had to change that. And that's been the worst culturally, the, the, the worst, business I've ever seen for that how have the tough decisions been you know redundancies how have you dealt with that has that been something you took head on or have you given that to other people I've given that to other I struggle with that um the the guys will tell you with that you know I've I've had that in some of the other businesses that I've bought and I I, I like dealing with people and I get attached to people and um uh if I get to know the people too much um I would have struggled with that here and I had to be distant from it to deal with it um so i've i've done that on a bit of paper um very impersonal from from my perspective and and, and tough but if i'd if i'd got into the, the the people and their lives i would have felt too bad to to do what some needed to be done for sunderland you know if, if they were you know couldn't pay some of their bill i i i, I, I struggle with that so um the guys who like Neil and, and and some of the other guys, they and, and they've de- they've dealt with that for me. I've had a look at it and said it should be this, it should be that, it should be this. But I I haven't sat in and uh, made the people redundant myself. I would. There might be an argument that, that I should do that because you know I'm I'm affecting those people and I realise that and I'm sorry for that. But I, I took a very simple view that I didn't create it. Um, it had to be done. Um, I needed to do it for the good of the club um, but um, personally um, too emotional for me yeah so I I, um, I swerved that one unfortunately and um, uh, you know did it on a bit of paper um, still 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 not nice it's, it's still not nice to know that you have affected people and, and you know I, I keep an eye on it from afar I know lots of the other people have got jobs and I'm and I'm thankful in my own you know it doesn't justify that in my mind but it makes me feel better to know that that, that people have got have got a job but um that 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 is singly the toughest thing to do because especially at the football club because in in some of the other companies I've I've bought those people deserved that in some ways because it's their fault the result was the result here actually it's the football management and the footballers running around on the pitch and made doubly worse when you've got players earning annual salaries for these guys in a week yeah that just don't care so that then makes you even more frustrated when you're dealing with them so um that is not something i will ever want to go through again um uh from from that perspective and and i think it that's another reason it's important at this football club to get it lean so that actually w- w- when you talk about it why because the club is in League One and would go to the Premier League for argument's sake, why would that mean that the staff would need to treble? You're still playing the same game. The stadium is still the same size. There might be a few more people coming on a match day, but that happens 23 times a year, so they're, they're, they're not casual staff. But, you know, what? why do you need an extra 150 people 
if you think about that logically, you you you, you, I mean, just, you just don't do you? commercial side of things will probably grow and well the club had one commercial person when we yeah. took over one so we'll, we'll double <laughs> it to two um, but uh, you, you know you're 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 looking at it you know away ticket allocation you know ticketing merchandising um, the, the the football club you know you look at the academy do you need more academy staff no do you need more chefs to cook. Um, you know the players' meals, more more cleaners in the stadium. No, you you, you don't need any more, do you? The the ground the, the groundsman is still preparing the first team pitch for a game, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, what difference does it make if he if if you're playing Sunday morning football or you're playing in the Premier League? What difference does it make? It's just a culture that because there's more money there, you can have more wastage. Well, let let let's get it under control so that if then the club ever went and you'd never want it to but if it went from the Premier League back to League One again somebody like me would come in and go oh actually uh, there's no reason to cull the stuff because it's run lean and mean and efficient um, but with care and and we rip it back to that and then we make sure that we don't become arrogant and frivolous if we become successful there's been murmurings rumours on the grapevine uh, among supporters that there could be a new addition to the board of directors incoming is there any truth to that if so what can you tell us oh, absolutely nothing nothing um, new board member no I don't think so oh well no there's that not, not unless Charlie's organising something with Alan Miller I don't know about no, the there, there's, scoop there. there's, no, no there's no one no no, no, no. We, are, we, we are what we are we're having lots of expressions of interest with people asking either to come on the board or invest in the club which is which is great news actually um None of which have, have been progressed. I, I had somebody inquire last week to, to buy the football club that was looking at another football club and we, we, we just said no. To buy it? To buy it, yeah. Would um, you made a quick book? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I made a lot. made a lot, actually. Um, uh, but nice. But, um, uh, yeah. Um, so how, how does yeah. that work? If somebody tries to buy the club, sorry, how, how does that work? Does somebody just ring you? I got a call from a... An agency. agent that wanted to put me in touch with um, somebody, and um, you know, Sunderland is winning games, and I think um, people know that actually financially, it, it, it's. I think the words go out there that it, that it's, you know, its outgoings and its income is is not only sort of if you like back where it should be, but probably pretty good in comparison. Um, and, it, and it's a it's a Premier League club in in the making, isn't it? So I mean, it, 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 you know, so if the, the, everybody seems to want to buy a, uh, a Premier League football club, um, and that Sunderland is that, it's just not there at the moment. So you know, it, it's going to be attractive, and it and it will get offers. Um, but um, we 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 want to do it. Um, but again, you know, when you're talking about it, I, I, I've thought about this you know further down the line from the moment I've come in I mean I, I'm loving it but I'm not um, I'm not silly enough to think that at, at some point there might be a crossroads as I said I, I think I'm, we got the right team for what Sunderland need at the moment and and hopefully you don't know how it will progress but hopefully we can we can stay as we are and, and deliver all the things we want to deliver but it might be that, that somebody comes along and, and that will be a really emotional decision for me because I'll have to do what's right by the football club. Um, but I've become, in a very short period of time, very attached to the football club, and that's only getting stronger. 
so it's it's a bit like having somebody and you don't want to hold them back and you've got to let them go to mm-hmm. to to improve but you know i think i said it on the netflix thing if you imagine the way i'm viewing this is if you imagine sunderland as your house purchase you you buy a house you look after it you want to live in it you want your family to enjoy it and over the period you spend money on it to try and make it the best it can be and then when it comes to the end of your time there because either you've outgrown it or because you can't no longer live in it because you've become too old and it, you, it's, it's outgrown you um, then you um, you want to pass it on to somebody that's going to look after what you've built and that's how I view Sunderland um, and that's what I've got to try and try and do and if you look after it well you know again you know from a financial perspective um, you know you'll, you'll do all right so I, I'm, I'm sure we have an asset um, but but the primary function is not to sell for, for, a, for a quick but this isn't a, a deal like that this this is about building something special for the people here and if we do it right a bit like Jackal you know might get an opportunity at Man United for argument's sake we may well get an offer that, that that's good for the club and good for us but we've just got to do it right we're speaking to Bob Murray soon. He's going to be in yes. the podcast chair. Yes. Um, have you met him and what yes. was he like? Yeah, fantastic. When did you meet him? I met him first at the Wolves game. I, I popped in to see him. Um, I, I took the off chance. He wouldn't mind me dro- dropping my head in when I knew that. So where was he? He he, he was in a box. He's got, oh, a, he? he's got, got a box. So I, I popped in and introduced myself. Um, and then I've popped in and had a day at the the foundation. Fan, fantastic. Um thing that he's built there and you know you walk around the stadium and I, and I have pinching moments where I think oh you know I own this at the moment um, he's built he's built that he's built the academy what a thing he's built for for, for Sunderland what, 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 what a job he's done and now he's continuing that on with the foundation um, and he asked me if I would get involved in that and he said that you know it hadn't quite not quite working right with the football club um, needs just a few few tweaks to, to get it working better and um I met his team and and I don't think they felt part of the football club as much as they should do all the people working over there. So we we we've got some work to do there. Um you got to the understand board now? it better. Yes, yeah. Um so we got a trustees meeting on the 30th of November. Um and um you, you know you look at that and you look at the people on it and you, and again a bit like people filming you think you know I'd look at it whatever there are two right honourables three sirs a lady you know all, all these famous you'll people you'll be sirs Stuart Donald will win the oh, Champions I, League I, I doubt that very much but <laughs> you know and then and then it's little old me and you think well you, you, you know um, but it's for Sunderland it's for the city it's for the county um, it's you know it's for the surrounding area and, and we've got to do our bit um, for all of that and he's um, yeah he's, he's, he's inspirational I mean you know be, being a chairman um, I'm, I'm sure is it was was had its highs and its lows, but you know, um, I, I think he's done amazing for the football club. And I, I'm, um, I, you know, you talk to fans and they say, yeah, you, you know, there were highs and lows. And he's done a good. He's done a fantastic job. I think, you know, Sunderland have got what they've got because of his vision and his finance. And um, I would have thought he, they, people should be forever grateful that, that he's got involved in the football club. Yeah. Yeah. You've done a good promo there for our podcast. Oh, he's, he's fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, a, a negative actually here. 
Charlie Methvin caused a bit of a stir the other week yeah. calling up pub watchers. Yeah. I understood the point, but I think the message was said in the wrong way. I think uh, that's I fair dis- to say. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Um, what, what did you make of that? I mean, I presume I agree with him, but I just don't agree with the way he said it. Does he feel that as well? Um, well, I I phoned him and he answered the phone and, and um, I said parasite and um, he went oh and I and I said um, I, I was in the, and I said you know we we had a conversation and I said I, I, I get the message. Um, but you know the terminology wasn't quite right, and he said no, and, they, and, he, and, he, and he said you know I'll, I'll correct that at, at the given time. But it was the message I was trying to get across, um, and I don't think to a degree people would d- disagree with the message. But you know, people have a right to, to to watch the game, come to the games if they want or not, and, and what they do, I don't think you know whether or not people can have, can afford it or they want to go and spend time in the pub. That's fine. I don't think the businesses, if they shouldn't be showing it, should show it. Yeah, because, I think everyone agrees to that. Um, and, and I think that's the issue. Um, and that's the issue that, that we should be focusing on. The fact that people go and do it, uh, you, you know, pe- people have a right to do what they want to do. Yeah. We prefer them to come to the ground, but I don't think um, I don't think anybody's a parasite if they if they choose to go and have three points and, I think and, and watch the game. The issue with it is, for me... I, I've got a lot of friends who are Newcastle fans yeah. I'll go to the pub to watch their game illegally in a pub but I'm not going to be spending the money on the football club I'm just yeah. there because I'm casually watching the game wanting to have a yeah. few drinks with my mates and I think the issue is not every football fan is hardcore no. like what I am yeah. and I think that's where the, the, the message almost got lost because not everyone is a die-hard Sunderland fan someone just casual I want yeah. Sunderland to win and I'll go watch the game at the pub but yeah. that's it and the last thing we want to do is those people that are going to watch it because they've got in the habit of not going to the games that need some encouragement to go to the games then feel that they've been labelled by the directors of the football club as as you know somebody that, that just doesn't support the club um, and I think from that perspective the terminology wasn't right um, and I'm sure Charlie would acknowledge that um, and I don't think you know that that's not something that you know as a as a board we think that you know Sunderland fans going in watching a watching a game in the local means that they don't support the club and that they're you know um, sucking the club dry. Um, so I don't, I don't I I think the phrasing of that was was wrong. Um, and, I, and and Charlie um, I'm certain would acknowledge that. <clears throat> and I think probably he's just got carried away in the topic um, and, and the passion yeah. um, and again you know he, 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 he's getting extremely he's become extremely passionate about Sunderland and he's absolutely desperate to see I mean Charlie focuses on the off the field stuff so he prides himself on um, the attendances the music um, which you know, um, people have different views. We've got on. paint your wagon back though. I know, I know. I was happy to have that. I, I still think it should be Sweet Caroline, but any, anyway, that, you, you know that that was um, that, that was done. On that one. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, well, it's more your club in that sense than mine, so we'll, we'll go with you. But but um, you know, and 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 so I think he feels all of those things, and he's he's put a massive personal pressure on himself to deliver um, those things and he sees the more people that we get in the gates as making a really big difference and that's true so I think he's probably you know Charlie will talk for himself he doesn't need me to Um, 
and I'm sure you know if you get him on a podcast, he'll, he'll explain his views. But I think from my perspective, I would say he's he's got over emotionally enthusiastic on that point, and um, uh, that hasn't come across well. No, lots of clubs have begun to introduce Hall of Fames. Would Sunderland consider to, to start one? Yes, 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 definitely. Is that something that's maybe potentially in the pipeline? Uh, well, I'll, I'll put it on the list. Yeah, I, I like Hall of Fames. Yeah. Cool. I think I might got a tip I'll need off. a little bit of help maybe um, on it but yeah I might got a tip off on that question oh, <laughs> maybe um, we've been looking at renaming stands uh, I think the Red and White Army were in charge of that but what about naming rights for the stadium we've we've got um, we're talking to a couple of companies about it um, I don't think um, I think we're, we're talking to them commercially, but I do think the fans should have an input on it. But I do, you know, as to whether or not they're, they're, they're happy with it. But I, my, my gut feeling is that even if we didn't consult, the, the vibe I've got from the fans is they're not particularly attached to the name of the stadium. It's not it's not a sacred thing like some of the other grounds. Um, so um, I, I think it's something that we could do without upsetting the fans. So I think from that perspective... Um, there is potential for us to do it, but I, I, I don't. I think it would be next season at the earliest. Okay, we're in the, the home straight now. I promise. Uh, <laughs> pre-season, that's looking well ahead. Yeah, but somebody yeah. asked. So, any plans to go abroad? Uh, I think we'll go away, um, but I don't know where. Okay, we've got a few Americans. Actually, met somebody from Philadelphia. Travelled all the way from Philadelphia to come to the game at the weekend. So. Yeah, I met somebody from New York who's come over for the game, and I had some people got hold of me that have been in Australia, so I invited them onto the to the pitch after the game and. They, they had a that come around. from Blythe you're not going to invite me on uh, well we'll have a game won't we at the end of the season <laughs> yeah we'll have a game cool gigs coming to the stadium of light uh, you want to give us any hints sing us a lyric well um, <laughs> uh, we have got potentially I think one two-nighter and one one-nighter but I, I, I know I think Charlie's mentioned it hasn't he that he hasn't I, given away the names no but I think they're not completely signed oh. uh, I think I think um, we've got agreement in principle so I'm not going to jump the gun there. Um, okay. I, I think we're going to sing as a lyric. I'm not going to sing you a lyric, and um, uh, I don't think it's. I, I think they will happen, but it's not. The contract isn't signed. Are the other earless. You'll go to them. I'll go to them. You'll you don't know what music I like. No, I know, but you'll go. <laughs> uh, seat changes. Seats are looking banging. Yes, yeah, say, that, so. that, that, it's much better, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I just want to say, you know, kind of how happy I am I presume you're equally as happy and the I saw the players were down there today actually yes um, and then we, we we go next stage um, you know we, we, we West Stand coming up well, after the South yeah I, I mean I want to get you yeah, but I want to go down the Concord we we, we got to paint we got to paint oh, I mean you know I'm going to have a look at it I'm a big fan of the fans getting involved in, in everything and I, I think um, in, in areas it's looking tired and needs a lick of paint and a freshen up and some red and white, and maybe some murals, and 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 whatever else we can we can make it feel warmer. Um, yeah. And I, and I want the fans, if they want to, to really sort of um, take on um, transforming the look of the the ground. Uh, how have you found sitting in the well, sitting standing in the end, as it will be? Uh, you've been what is that two now, Coventry and From, uh, Doncaster? Yeah, I went and I went to Burton, but I wasn't quite in the away end. I got as close as I. I could oh yeah, get. you were. You were on yeah, the side. Yeah, I was on the side. How, how are you finding that? Um, yeah. Um, well, I went. I went in the Coventry end, and and again, a bit like um, signing everything. 
it was uh, as soon as I've come through the turnstile, I've been hit by about three hundred <laughs> uh, Macams, and and you know they practically pinned me back taking photos. Um, and it's um, I didn't I didn't expect that reaction. Um, so the the commentary game took me back a bit, but um, and I know you know people are talking about my cashy does it and this that. And I'm 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 not really interested what what anybody else does, and I don't really know. I just like. Um, you know, I, I work really hard for the football club, um, and I don't particularly enjoy the director element of of the games. And I do host them here, um, but I, I do and have always loved an away day. And Sunderland away days uh, look amazing to me. Um, and without being gimmicky or or, or do I? I just want to go and experience it in 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 the quietest way possible. Um, and um, I, I can't do it all the time um, but when I can and, and I know if we lose a couple on the bounce I'm, you know some people are going to yeah. say some stuff to me in this and, I, and I'll have to take that and fair, look you, you know fans want to do that they, they can do that it's their football club uh, and I have to accept that um, but they were uh, I'll be as disappointed as them I've got to drive home like they've got I, I, I'm you know, you can't talk to me um, if if um, we we haven't done well. Um, I'm 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 like everybody else, but I have to accept that if I'm going to do that, I put myself there for that, and and, and I accept that to a degree, um, and I get that. Um, but the upside of doing it, I, I I just love. I just love. I, I can't celebrate a Sunderland goal properly unless I'm hidden in four thousand fans. You've been kissed yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been kissed a few times. I've had a, I've had a few beery kisses. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah uh, that's it's, not the highlight not of my away day, kissed. if I'm honest. But yeah. you know, um, yeah. uh, I'm going to talk about them up the road. So, right. uh, what do you make of all the Newcastle fans coming to watch our games? No. It's weird. Uh, are they? Are they? Are they really coming? Yeah, they, they are. I've I've seen a few pictures, but I wasn't sure if it was Sunderland fans dressing up for. A, it's not Sunderland. No. Why would a Sunderland fan do that? I don't know. I don't. Well, no. You wouldn't. Yeah, no. You it's wouldn't weird. Me doing that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Um. You know. Uh, it's more revenue, I suppose. Is is the political <laughs> answer. Um. Uh. I, I I think if you know they should be going to watch Newcastle, shouldn't they? Um, yeah. You know, I'd be absolutely gutted if um Sunderland fans were going to watch Newcastle games because. Um, it would show that we haven't got things right um, to, to a degree. And I'm not saying Newcastle haven't got things right, but that that's at this stage for Sunderland. That's how I'd interpret has, what I'd done. Has the rivalry surprised? Bearing in mind we're two divisions apart, has the rivalry surprised you? No. Is this no. what you're expecting? Oh, I'm expecting it to be. Have you ever been to a, a Sunderland no, Newcastle? No, and, and, and I really want to go. Yeah. Uh, and I really um, want to win. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that's going to happen sooner rather than later and I think the Newcastle fans will, will, will want yeah, they, they want they, they should want Sunderland in the Premier League playing against them shouldn't they well yeah but they'll um, be in the Championship so well I can't say that can yeah. I um, but um, you, you know I'll, I'll I'll look forward to that immensely and no the rivalry hasn't surprised me um, and it's something that I think is is fantastic I think the only one that compares is Rangers Celtic um, yeah I'd, I, 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 I'm not interested in any other football club. I'm just yeah. interested in Sunderland, and um, you know, um, Sunderland. It, it, it won't be. It won't be the same. 
oh, I don't care if you you know whatever it is if 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 you're if you're into Sunderland it's it's obviously Newcastle and um you know uh we've got to get ourselves where we are playing them and then we've got to get ourselves where we're playing them and and beating them okay this is the final question it's a serious one right so do you fear that if we go on a bad run of results one day that our fans might turn up with banners and start shouting at bridal insurance uh no but I have thought to myself that obviously I've heard the, the Stuart Donald song that, that, that um uh, the 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 fans Do you sing have sung. It? <laughs> well, I, I've worked out that it's very easy to change the name to um, uh, a bit more aggressive than "Go Back to Eastleigh." If I get it wrong, so um, uh, you know, uh, no, I, I, I don't worry about that. I think um, you know, if the fans know I'm doing my best, it will give me it will give me longer. Um, you know, if if um, I, I know it's London, and it's a thing that to a degree my makes it more apprehensive for me and a little bit less enjoyable is I know that we're two or three games away from disaster you know if we lose three games in a row I mean that the atmosphere in the football club might might change a little bit but I think if the fans know you're doing your best and you're going to the games and you're here I think that's what Sunderland fans want so I think they'll give me a little bit longer than they would do if I just turn up like it's a toy and I don't really care so I think hopefully that will stand me in good stead but um, I don't worry about that because I think I'll be sensible enough. If the if the fans don't want me here, uh, I won't be here. I'll, I'll I'll be able to pick up when when my time is done. Good stuff. Okay. Well, uh, we're all done here, so you'll not have anyone shouting at your shop. We're not like them up the road, so don't worry Good. about that. That's all right. Then. Um, so thanks for listening. I've been Connor Bromley, the host, and this is the fifth time. You'll probably be back on I don't know, January. Yeah, maybe post January. Ready for you to yeah, yeah tell me about my signings. That. Yeah, ready to tell you about signings. Obviously, yeah. tomorrow we're going for a Mackies. Yes, which I'll video and I'll put that on the 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 YouTube or the Twitter. Um, so Stuart, thanks for coming on. No, thanks for having me and on. No, thanks for stuff. putting the football club back in a state where it's uh, fun again for the first well, time. I'm glad, I'm glad you enjoy. I mean, everybody is working really hard. Um, we we know what we got to do and. Uh, everyone is doing their best, and I think we won't. We'll, we'll get lots wrong, I'm sure, and we'll make those mistakes. But uh, I think everyone will see that we're 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 doing our best. Yeah, cool. Okay, thanks. Uh, we'll also have the video. You'll be able to see my bald patch. Stuart's lucky that his bald patch is on the other side, whereas yeah, no mine's mirror, right no mirror behind me. Is there? <laughs> yeah, there's no behind you. Whereas me, I'm just going to be straight on there. So it's unfortunate. Uh, so thanks, Stuart, for coming on, and um, I'm, I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.